Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On the episode, it's the Open Week. We'll preview the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 71. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Today, we're joined by Michael Sandrini, our probably our best friend of the podcast. Welcome yeah, back, Yeah, let's go. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a big week, majors week. We had to have have someone back on the show. Um, we just felt, you know, it's, it's St. Andrews, the home of golf. Um, it's the last major of the year. It's kind of like a the last check-in on all of our picks for this season before we kind of go into, you know, towards the end of the year here into the FedEx cup playoffs and all that type of stuff. So um, like he's ready to see his guy, Tiger win. Hey, yeah. man. He's a convert. You're I, a convert. Right? Is, I don't, I've never hated Tiger. I just wasn't riding for him. Like you guys, of course he's <laughs> the greatest out there. Yeah, yeah. I never rode for him like everybody else did. Uh, but I, I respect the guy. He's he, shoot the last few years. He's a completely different human too everybody it feels like so it gave him a softening appeal which which was pretty cool to see yeah yeah definitely um yeah 150th open championship at historic st andrews uh the undisputed home of golf i got some some great quotes here uh it's a golf course untouched by time and it's golf in its purest form by arnold palmer um we hear guys talk about st andrews they kind of get like a thousand yard stare and and just think and reflect fondly on it. Um, and just thinking about what it means to the game of golf, especially right now. And we'll get into this way later where there's a lot of traditions being broken. Uh, it's kind of a nice reprieve to get into. It, it couldn't come at a better time. I would say with, you know, all these distractions, you know, going on outside of the PGA tour outside of, of the current format of golf, but just really cool to see, you know, golf back at St. Andrews, definitely. Yeah, every five years we get this, it's probably arguably Tiger's last jaunt around there. And I mean, there's right. the golf course is unreal because you hear a lot of people talk about it. It can be played so many different ways. It's mm-hmm. a true art, art form where, I mean, Tom Watson on the 12th hole says he still doesn't know how to play that hole. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. just so many different ways to play all these holes. And it's just a whole different, I mean, the home of golf, the way golf was, intended until you know right. america kind of washed it with some of our target golf stuff which i'm sure we'll right. get into a little bit later but yeah i mean the ball's firm it's fast it's rolling out so it's super exciting it's just fun to watch when the ball's on the ground that's when you hold your breath you don't know where it's going and that is so much fun to watch yeah and that's exactly what i was uh what i was about to get into too is they, they're expecting fairly good weather all week there's some wind but it's super firm super fast it's been they had a warm a warm spell there there with a lot of wind uh so you know it's going to be rolling quick out there we, we're going to see some some links style golf balls right on the ground people are talking it is moving i mean it is very very firm it's about as firm as they've seen it it'd be mm-hmm. a letdown if there wasn't too much wind i think I, it's always right. fun to see it blow they're saying it's going to blow straight across which only brings it basically in on hole one and out with on hole 18 so it's going to blow straight across what it's calling for now a lot of the wind stuff but man i'd like to see it blow because if it doesn't i mean like last year you got perfect conditions uh when calling one and it was just kind of kind of boring but i I think the scores hold up 
extremely well. I was looking through them today. It's everything settles around like an average of 15 under. I think it's like 14, 15, 16, 17 under is kind of what the average score has been in the last, you know, 10 times it's been played there. Right, so. definitely. There was like a couple outliers, 100%. Um, yeah, dude, it's uh, hopefully it was super windy last week in the Scottish Open. So I think that's how the course is running so fast. Um, and hopefully we catch a little bit of unexpected wind um, that's going to blow across most of the course and not just up and down one um, in opposite directions, but essentially the same direction um, in opposite directions in the course, though. But I, uh, I'm looking forward to some crafty shots and some pop bunker outs and some odd bounces. And, uh, it's going to be, it's interesting, right? Like they said, Bryson was hitting irons 300 yards rolling out. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I feel, I still think he's going to do terrible out there, but yeah, who, uh, I didn't even know who's still alive to be fair. Like he jumped to live and even before this, he wasn't playing much and now he's, he's, he's out there getting, I mean, I mean, think about this like five years ago, like he was the talk, like he probably could have won this thing. No problem after what he did at the U S open. And now it's like who Bryson, who it's not in right. my bets. <laughs> right. Definitely. Um, and that, that, that begs the question, like what type of game is going to be the one out that that's going to, that's going to win this week, especially with things running out that fast. Cause I heard Cam Smith and a couple of the other guys talking about it. And usually, you know, you, you take iron because that helps you hold the fairways and it allows you to, stay out of the pot bunkers and stay out of the, uh, the rough, but fescue. He, the, the fescue, but he was saying right. that with the, the fairways are running so fast that that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, that's going to be necessarily true. You might as well just bomb it with the driver and see how lucky you get. Because if you, uh, you're hitting, you're hitting irons, like you just said, like Bryson was doing, and you're still running out and, and getting into, into the rough or the, or the bunkers that you think aren't in play. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of distance. That's this course, you know, hit it out there. It's kind of the game where it's at now. The ball goes super far. Uh, accuracy, yeah, you just got to avoid avoid all those bunkers. But, I mean, some of them you can blow it right over, and then it's where it runs out to. I always think this place is a huge approach yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Good iron players score. Yeah, I mean, you got to – I mean, just hitting the greens and, you know, being creative, calling the, – the course demands certain shots to be hit at certain pins, so it's interesting. You're premium not – premium iron players are going to do very well here. And then putting, putting is a huge thing at St. Andrews and, you know, the wind really affects the ball on the greens here. I've heard there's just really yeah. not a lot of protection. So I think, you know, your better putters and your better approach players are the ones you got to really put your money on this week. Yeah. If it's firm, um, like it's supposed to be, I don't think your distance off the tee matters. It's all your approach shots and proximity to the hole, how often you can avoid, crazy ass putts over some of the swales on the greens and um, what you can do with your second shots. If it is supposedly, if, if it's plays out like right. uh, everyone's reporting right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, lag putting is a, is a premium here, right? If you're not going to be close to the pin, you got to be a damn good putter to have a chance. You can't be, you can't be a poor putter and uh, a poor iron player out here to have a chance at all. You can't just bomb and gouge. That's not what this course is about. That's, you know, you look at some of the winners in the past, you look at John Daly's, you look at uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, th- they were long guys on tour, uh, but you look at how they putted that week. And that really is, you know, the the telltale sign about yeah. know, how they did it. It's great. Yeah. I mean, talking about just guys putting well, it's where it terrifies you on some guys, you know, Will's Altor a lot of success in majors recently. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody's calling for him. Oh, is this going to be when he breaks up? But man, that putting yeah. stroke just it yikes, right? I mean, he is. It looks bad. I mean, Colin. Yeah, but he's good. Always he's been good. I I like Willie Z um, because he's he you, you the short distance putts aren't as uh, you know it's not as crazy as the PGA Championship, and he's actually pretty good with his putting stroke from everywhere but that little like three foot yeah. zone, right? <laughs> so like so I feel fair. like he can be playing longer. And it, it, I feel like this at this style, link style golf doesn't quite uh, expose his putting, that the the issues with his putting as much. So you're saying he hits um, it too close all the time. He needs to hit well, it a little and, further and give himself a yeah, shot. That's that's what he's saying. That was Phil's problem for a while. <laughs> Phil hit it too close for a while. He made missed some putts, but he figured it out. And then you got a guy like Spieth who used to be the greatest putter. Now I'm looking at it's 144th, 145th on the PGA tour or PGA tour this year. It's like he's still got a chance because he was runner up last year. He's got good success. I think he's got four top tens out of his eight appearances. Yeah. I mean, and, and to your point, Willie Z is uh, the number one, the number one player in both T to green and approach to green. Number yeah. one. Oh, dude. I mean, there's no doubt he's the best ball striker on in the game right now. I think. Right now. Uh, his, his, his short game is where, you know, his, his, his issues are, uh, but mm-hmm dude's insane off the tee and then with his irons as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be, like I said, like we're talking, we're all saying here, it's going to come down to, to some putting a little bit of luck staying out of those bunkers. I was actually watching some of the old broadcasts of the previous opens that they have during dead time this week. And it was just hilarious because they were showing some of these, these finishes and how these pot bunkers just absolutely destroy guys finishes or their rounds i mean they had they had duvall and they're getting his eight on 17 think 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 about us when we played that that corica uh course and getting in those that's the only time i've ever played in like with true pop bunkers Mm -hmm. uh link style pop bunkers and those dude that was a death sentence on a hole if you got in a fairway one or a greenside one like uh yep literally almost a death sentence because i tried to i tried to hit a long iron out of one and just bounced it right off almost came back at me um <laughs> but it's crazy right you see those like they're, they're like almost fake looking videos of you know you hit the, the get the ball up on and just rolls back down same spot and keep it's night a nightmare an absolute fucking nightmare oh yeah you gotta definitely gotta make sure to avoid certain spots and you know it's a lot of blind tee shots it's gonna be a premium on it on experiences big at St. Andrews. The more you play it, the more you have a better feel for it because you know where your little mm-hmm. blind spots are. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what the story was. I think it was, I don't know if it was Palmer or Nicholas. They played it one time and hit a drive. Perfect. Like, oh, couldn't hit this thing more perfect down the center. They keep walking where it should have been. They keep walking it up. You know, it's a hundred yards further than they thought in this pop bunker where he's stymied. Uh, yeah. So the more you play it, the more, you know, all right, lay back of that, or you got to take it over certain things. Um. With all that said, would you guys prefer to see kind of like a big name guy, like somebody who is either like, you know, about to break out? Um, actually, I take that back. Somebody who needs a a win at St. Andrews, like a Rory or a, you know, a, 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 let's just throw a couple other uh, major winners out there, like a Kepka or a DJ to kind of solidify their career. Or would you like to see a first time winner or some like, you know, underdog come out and win? Like, what would your prefer, preferred scenario be? I prefer to see, you know, I, 
I'm, I'm on the speed bandwagon since he's been in the weeds for the last five years. So yeah. I, I'd like to see speed rejuvenate and come back. His form hasn't been quite there. It'd be great to see Val Torres break through. I know I'm knocking his putting out. He's definitely not one of my picks this week, but I'd like to see a guy like him, a guy like Cam Smith who puts the lights out. You got to like here. So I don't mind. I, I'd like, I'd like a first time major winner over kind of the guys that have done it a few times. It's always fun to see that new blood come up and it makes, it feels like it, bring some good diversity in the game of, you know, there's a lot of tough guys to beat right now. Mooney. I would love uh, for BK or Louie, one of the live guys to win this and fucking stick it to the, uh, to the PGA <laughs> tour and the RNA, quite frankly, aside from tiger, aside from tiger winning it, I would love for tiger to win it uh, as the best scenario, but I would love to see a live guy uh, win it and just uh, kind of see what happens from there, how the shit storm evolves. Um, you got, you got to practice, you got to practice or have incentive to practice to, to win this though. So those guys aren't going to win. They're not going to practice is outrageous. That's it, uh, it would be interesting it, it, because you start seeing these guys exemptions start coming off in the next like four years, I think. So if somebody doesn't win it, that's yeah. in the live tour. And trust me, no, not one. You could put the whole live, category under my Vanderbilt's if that's what you want to do like I will take all of them not to win yeah <laughs> if that's what it takes but it's gonna be interesting yeah I mean yeah with you know Norman not getting invited that was you know a huge middle finger there's some great yeah we'll get that, it you know, I don't want to get too there. much yeah. in the live yet. Right. we, have, well, we right. have plenty of live coming up um I, I was I was actually taking a look at some of the holes earlier and I was wondering uh you know it sounds like you guys have taken a look at the course or whatever. If you guys had any favorite holes or what you kind of thought was your most interesting hole um, out there. We all know of number 17, which is kind of the signature yeah. hole of the entire course. It's the road, the it's road the course. You go over a hotel hole of the world of the world. <laughs> yeah. And bro, Tiger Woods. Exactly. You go, you Tiger go Woods the, golf, like the video game, my bad, yes. but yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm referencing there. 2005 specifically, I think. Um, I just got an alert from Golf Digest that said the Live Tour players have been shut out of pre press conferences. Um, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so yeah, 17th, the road hole. Obviously, you go over the train, what is it, the train depot or some shit like that. Uh, and then you have the the wall and the road behind directly behind the green. Like the green, there's no fringe between the green and the and the road. So that one's pretty much everyone's, but I was wondering if any other of the other ones stood out to you guys. Yeah, I, uh, I I took a look at some this morning trying to get myself just back uh, taking a look at it. I think hole 14, uh, it's called long. It's mm -hmm. par 5, 614 yards. There's OB completely down the right-hand side. A lot of guys choose to play up five fairway. Uh, it's the hole that where Hellbunker resides, so I think that's fun. Comes into play on your second shot. Oh, uh, cool. It's kind of one of those, depending on the wind, it really is a true par 5 because if the wind's mm -hmm. blowing – you can't really get there in two and you got to think about it, right? Guys are playing up hole five because it's out of bounds, right? They got to hit, I mean, 150 yard shot and then they have to hit a shot in the green, hold the green that it seems fairly wide, but there's drop offs to it. Uh, it's a very unique green where there's a, you know, false edge on the back, false edge on the front. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of those holes. It can be a birdie hole and it can be, you know, an absolute disaster too. So I had a whole 14 on for mine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I was going to go. I Mine is number 11. Uh, one of the few par threes out there uh, that plays 170 
and has some, you know, if there, if it's windy, it can get absolutely bonkers because it's lined with pot bunkers and the green is literally just amongst a shitload of swales. So, uh, very thin green too. I love, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a little bacon strip green. Um, I love the challenging par three in a major tournament. Uh, we were talking about this, this last uh, for the U S open, right. Whatever that was 12 out there that was played, I think like one nineteen on Sunday. Yeah. And everyone was struggling with it. So I'm a fan of the, the short challenging par three. Um, and, and if, if the conditions are right, that hole can be absolute chaos. I'm reading here. The locals uh, refer to it as the shortest par five in golf. Ah, that's excellent. Yes. Uh, and it's also called isn't that beautiful. And that yeah, it's, it's nicknamed. <laughs> yeah, high. It's, it's called uh, high so another cool this, thing. This makes about, sense. <laughs> another cool thing about, uh, about this course is all the bunkers have like names. Yeah. Because like What's so this? much has happened at this course that so many things have happened over the last every like legendary years. player is hit into one of those bunkers. Exactly. Oh. They've, they've had a, either memorable or a, 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 a moment or a moment they like to forget. Um, for myself, it's actually kind of two holes and it's because they share a green, the number eight and 10. I just think that that's something you never see. I had never seen a shared green or a split green. There we go. Eight's a par three, two. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I never seen that until I played abandoned dunes. They have a shared one, but it's not like, it's not like this where it's just a huge green with two flags on it. Right. The one I saw abandoned was essentially there's like a little narrow split of fair uh, of of green that you can't even really see the other green because it kind of goes over and, and down on a on a hill. The, this was like a true like okay we're just putting two flags out here you know, <laughs> and I wonder how that's managed when they're playing. I, I would just love to see how that is. I mean these guys are obviously so good, but you how do they manage this? This is a public golf course. How is that? You know, how do they handle that when they have normal players out there? It's just chaos. I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you have to be very mindful. Real, yell for. Make sure you yell for. <laughs> know, who's on the, know who's on the green. Um, and as we're talking about all this, you know, everybody talks about making the pilgrimage out there. Is this course on your, on your bucket list? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, like seriously, like definitely I will do this. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and dude, on that note, whatever, I forget what the course they were playing at the Scottish open this last week, but that looked incredible on Renaissance. Uh, Holy Renaissance. Yeah. Over Saturday was super windy, but like Sunday where it was calm, I was like, damn, this course looks just plush, super sick. But yeah, if you're doing the, uh, the golf trip over to the sacred land, right? The, the trip back, the pilgrimage, um, Yankees win. Let's go. Uh, then, then you ha- I mean, St. Andrews has to be on the list, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole experience the you know, birthplace of golf. It's, you got to wake up early. You got to get in line. You got to put your name into the drawing. You get pulled out and, you know, you can be playing with anybody at any time. You can go off in five minutes. You can go off in five hours. So I think that's a cool experience. Then just reading all that, you know, how unique the course is and how many different ways you can play it. I mean, it's just it's the purest Wait. form of golf. Yeah. So so explain that to me. So you might know this a little bit more because I've I actually did a little bit of <clears throat> research on how to go play this course. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that it's public. 
you got to plan it out a couple years in advance, just like Band and Dunes. Um, it's closed on Sundays. It's actually only open, or it's only uh, it's only open two days a year for golf, and that is on, at the Dunhill tournament they have there for the DP World Tour each October. And then whenever they have the open championship there on Sundays, I know a lot of people know this already, but it's actually closed uh, and people just walk out there and it's a commons. Um, so if it's only open, you know, six days a week makes tea times even harder, harder to get. Um, so you can't just book a tea time and say, Hey, I want to play at nine 30 in the morning. If you book, you basically get a ticket. Is that what you're saying? And then you, did, and then yeah. you draw in the morning. From what I understand, I'm sure there's more than one way to do this. I'm sure there's mm -hmm. an exclusive way, way where you can get a tea time. Uh, but I know for, you know, most common folk that go over there, you just got to wake up at the ass crack of dawn. You get in line. Uh, it's just a little hut and you get in line. You have to basically wait there. Yeah, you put your name in. You have to give them your handicap so they know you can play. Uh, and then they they basically call you or I don't know if they give it to you right there, put you on the tee sheet, but they just randomize it. And you could be playing with, if you're with three buddies, you might not play with one of them. You might play with one you might play with none you might play with a completely different group so wow. i know there's a couple different experiences about it uh that's kind of what i've seen on a couple just little research on some youtube videos and stuff but i'm sure there's got to be an exclusive way if you've got if you've got the money you can probably get a tea time that sounds like uh like like when i was when uh, we played tory pines <laughs> at, at lucky's wedding how we avery and i got right. early and lined up and got in the little hut line um somewhat like that we were able to have our have our group out there and not be split up totally but you it's know interesting honest, and that's, that's i believe, believe like beth page beth page black does that too that that kind of like lotto style and get out there um and whatever happens it happens it does that people are sleeping in the parking lot i know it's like a rite of passage uh funny you brought up tory pines north that's the course we played uh on data golf that is actually the number one comparison to st andrews in some bizarre fashion so i don't know what that seems that. odd huh yeah <laughs> well it's, it's just coastal, based off it's it. a muni it's a big course it's, I it's, guess. it's odd yeah it's based off some driving distance and you know what stats mean the most but it, it struck me as odd when i pulled that up so right now do you have to have a certain handicap to play st andrews i think you can't be too ridiculously high that's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was actually talking to some family uh, uh, over the weekend at this wedding, and I was hearing stories of uh, when Sandy would go out to St. Andrews every year, and he wouldn't take any of his kids or any of his sons until they broke 80. And it was uh, like, I'm not, I'm not going to bring your hacking ass out there. Maybe he so knew it when was you, a, a moot point. They can't even yeah. get out there. Yeah, no. Right. That's interesting. Interesting. Um. How much do you think, I mean, we hear about this all the time. We hear about the lore, all these legendary stories, um, and we've never been there. So this is why I'm asking this question. How much do you think is hype and how much do you think is like the real deal? Because we've been, we've been hyped up on, on courses before that we've played. Example, Torrey Pines that we just talked about. A little disappointed in that course and that experience out there. Everything was great. It's just the course was a little, you know blase yeah. so to speak yeah um how much do you think is hype and how much do you think is the real deal i would say i'm gonna say that it's completely the real deal i don't think a course stands the test of time and and you know hosts so many championships if it's not and it's uh 
Yeah, that would be my reasoning on that completely. It's it's got to be the real deal because look where it's at. Look how long it's been around. Um, look at how like everyone reacts this week, right? It's a little little something special, um, a little more special than just your standard British Open at you know I mean, I completely forgot where they even played the British Open last year. So, uh, but you always remember St Andrews. So I'm gonna say it's got to be. How can a golf course? How can the first golf course not be a, you right. know, the real deal? Right. I'm incredibly the same thing. Go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, they were at Royal St. George's last year in Sandwich, England, which is why I remember that. (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's it's probably not 100%. I mean, it's got to be damn close, though. I mean, 90%. It's got to be the real deal, 10% hype. Because you got to figure there are those idiots that, you know, you're fishing stories. The fish gets bigger every year. You tell the story. So, yeah, I'd say it's 90%. I think it's pretty, pretty freaking good. There's got to be a little bit of hyperbole with some people that go over there, but I think it's got to be pretty sticking close. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to, I've actually talked to a few people who have played it and I was actually talking to Dylan uh, Mooney and mm-hmm. he said it 100% lives up to the hype. Like you tee off for in, in the city or, or in the town, like the number one tee is like pretty much in the town. So all, all, all the businesses there, all the bars there, all the corner stores there are all golf focused. So um, anybody who likes a little bit of, of history, who likes lore, who likes, you know, you know, seeing the footsteps that were stepped there before, you know, this is the place from, from everybody I've talked to about it. Um, I was actually curious about this too, because you were, we were talking about this earlier, Mikey, and we're, how kind of America took over how golf is played with target style golf, you know, lush green fairways, um, you know, perfectly manicured bunkers, greens, all this type of stuff. Why do you think link style golf gets so much, I guess, love or, or, or respect for that matter? It just adds a whole new element. I mean, anybody, I think once you, especially with today's like technology, you know, how far, all these guys know how far they fly it, right? They can fly it here. There's no real elements. They just, it's target golf. You, you're hitting on a range to, you know, 180 yard shot on repeat. They're going to get pretty stinking good at that. Where this happens, it's going to reward you, right? You, it's got to run up. You can't hold three. You can't just hit it there. You got to account for, you know, 20 yards of run up. There's actual elements every day there in Scotland. So the wind's blowing. There's the courses really demand, like, certain some courses nowadays yeah the target stuff it's going to ask you to hit a draw or fade but i think on the link stuff it's even more unique because yeah you have to draw you have to fade it you have to sting it you have to float it high you have to do a lot of different things so i think that's super interesting and that's how golf started right like it wasn't just throw it here throw a bunch of water on the course these things are burnt out they didn't have a lot of money to maintain these things Mm -hmm. so i mean goats were mowing fairways basically and stuff like that so it's it's very interesting to see, you know, not playing the same stock draw or fade over on repeat on every shot. Let's see some variety. Let's see how do you access this or, you know, is being 50, uh, oh, 50 feet away to hit center of the green a better shot than trying to take it on and putting yourself into huge trouble. It might work out one out of 10 times, but you know you're going to make four from the center of the green every time. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't, I completely agree. We're, we're, you're seeing You're seeing someone who has to – you know, go out of their comfort zone more frequently, I guess. And it's, uh, I mean, Mooney, what do you think before I get my answer? So I'm sorry, my, my, my 
audio cut out. For no, a no, it's all so good. I, I just, uh, I, I was trying to, I, I did not hear what the overall question was. No, is it, you know, why do you, why do you think that that link style golf it just is, is gets so much respect and love? Oh, um, because it, like Mikey was touching on, it's a total wild card, right? And I think it's golf at its nature is, you know, being creative and playing your game, whether that's hitting a, you know, a seven wood off the green side or, you know, chipping with a hybrid, you know, however, like we've seen all the clips coming out from this week of dudes hitting, you know, putters over the road on 17 or fucking putting out of a pot bunker. It, it truly gives you, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, it's, it's got the element of jazz and total improvisation and and up to the user, how they want to do what they, what they're trying to do. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> awesome reference there. Um, I, yeah, no, I completely agree. I also think that it has a little bit of a relation element to how the game was originally played before all the equipment advance, advancements too, right? On the ground? Yeah, yeah on the ground. Dude. <laughs> I mean, they had they had like six clubs and they're out there trying to make it and trying to get it to the green any way they can. They didn't have lob wedges to get over those bunkers. They had to figure out a creative way to, to get to that pin that's behind it, you know? So uh, it is creative. It, it is something that I, I think in California where we play, it kind of stinks that we don't have a true link style golf, uh, golf course that is baked out and difficult. Like it is over there. We have a lot of try hard courses. I mean, th- there are some that are, that are, close but yeah. when we play them they they don't they don't they don't play well, like that, that you that that corica north course is definitely the most resembling of it right um, when they get a full 18 that, right that was that's totally you know there's not a tree in sight really exactly and it's exactly. it's just uh fescue swales and pop bunkers something about all true links courses too are they go i mean they go out and you and don't come, right come back. back to the clubhouse until 18 there's no turn right you don't right. stop at the turn you go you're out and then you're coming back in so you go yeah, straight out to the water then you come straight back inland as a yeah. hot dog guy that's where i totally side with american <laughs> golf um <laughs> are, you know are the, i believe shane andrews has a couple pubs on the uh on the <laughs> property is there, is there a car is there a cart service at st andrews uh someone needs to answer that question for us because we don't know yeah one of your followers or we need to we need D- some answers dm, DM sandy pars i'm sure Dylan, i'm sure there's, there's, there's gotta be there's service. gotta be there's gotta be there's gotta be is <laughs> awesome. she most attractive gal out there mm, you know i don't uh, know that she's making the top 10 and cart, it, it's, cart it's probably not a gal <laughs> hey, are the dogs <laughs> hot and the beer's cold that's all that matters uh awesome. is it the most um, attractive guy out there uh, <laughs> that wind blows pretty hard out there um awesome uh should we i got one here let's 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 go into let's go into well let's go into some some watson and, and vandevilts here and we'll i'll go back backwards a little bit here after that all right so watson vandevilts everyone knows we usually do our nicholas's and norman's who's who's a stud who's a, a big name out there who's going to perform well who are expecting to either win or at least you know get up there in the top 10 or make it make it interesting be in the mix who vandevelds much like normans who's a big name that's out there who might blow it who's uh gonna not perform up to expectations failures um, failures who's gonna go out there and have to start their own their own tour because they're they couldn't they couldn't close out a master's 
Um, who do you guys got for your? Should we start? Who do you guys want to start with? Vandevelds or Watsons? Let's let's start off with with our Vandevelds first. Actually, let's do that. I like to always end on a positive. All right, I'll go because I always have the same guy on all, regardless of what <laughs> nomenclature you want to give him. I always have him, and regardless of what tour he's on. Uh, so I got my number one Vandevelt is Bryson, three hundred and sixty <laughs> uh, six iron rollout. He's not going to do shit this week. Um, Again, so as the sun rises out east and sets in the west, I'm going to fade this guy in majors. It's only yeah. – he's done it once the other way. Um, That's but it. But I'm going to continue to fade him. So uh, then my next Vandevelt is a guy that I – a pony in my uh, Nicholas category, but he's just not playing too well, and I didn't like what I saw out of him at the uh, Scottish Open, and that's my dude John Rahm. I'm going to put him on there. I think Ooh. he's still going to play well. Um, but I, I think he's going to be kind of a non-factor much like he was in the U S open. Mm-hmm. And then my last Vandeveld is, uh, a, a gentleman who's playing really well. I'm going totally against the grain here, but he typically does not play well in this event. And the last time, um, you know, it was a big historic site back in his home, his home, uh, spot of North Ireland. He completely shat the bed and I'm going to say Rory's a Vandeveld here. Oh, Damn the the favorite to win it. Yep. Wow, that's the ultimate uh, band yeah. build. Damn nine nine to one, definitely not going to win it. I, hey, I've 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 got a couple on there too. It's not really. Go ahead. Go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I want I want to interject for one second. I think Brooks, Bryson, and Phil Mickelson should be automatic Vandevelds just just until they prove otherwise. Brooksy's winning uh, like, this. You could throw the whole live category in this week. I don't care. Put live golf. All those guys. I mean, Louie, I don't care who you are. You're not. You, Louis is you, always you mean, second anyway. You mean you mean that organization? That, exactly. You mean that, you mean this that is, organization? This is, just go, this is just gone too far. Guys. They, uh, it's not like we're talking about Voldemort out here. Uh, it's just like, come on now. You tell that to Eldrick. You tell that this to is, Eldrick. He didn't say, he didn't, we'll get into that. He didn't say, he didn't say, the name of that uh, of that he who cannot be named the entire time. <laughs> but who else you got? Who else you got, Mikey? We're, we're taking away from the open, guys. Uh, that's that's what we're doing. Oh, we're right about now. to really remember, take it away from the open yeah, here. After we're we taking do this. this, should be focused on the open championship. I don't know what you guys are doing, and then I'll jump to the tour next week. Somebody did that. Um, no, but on my list, I definitely Vandevelts. I actually have uh, just and looking at the odds too with it, like Patrick Cantlay. Uh, people i mean he's top 10 in the world and i don't like his form right now he looked really bad in that final round a few weeks ago uh colin I mean, morikawa he only he only came up and and shot one of the best rounds at the scottish open on sunday uh don't but, care hey don't care he's not doing know, it for me right matter. now he's gonna yeah. be on my vandeveld list all right all right all right all right all right look i'm not <laughs> i can pick the easy guys i can say bryce who's playing like yeah, shit. yeah. i could have said Phil, who hasn't shot. Hey, under I picked orange. the favorite as my goddamn Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm liking like it that. so far. I'm liking so it I've so got, far. I've got the returning champion on my list too, Colin Morikawa. Uh, yep, again, yep. great player. I just think you know he's kind of uh, a vacuum guy. I think sometimes he plays really well in ideal conditions, and if it gets a little hairy out there, are um, you we'll saying he sucks? Putting. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> awesome. Vacuum on get it on Americanized <laughs> golf courses, I'll say. So we'll say that with the asterisk. But no, Colin's great. I just don't think this is his week. Uh, yeah. I also have uh, number one in the world, Scotty Scheffler. I don't like Scotty. Ooh, week. okay. 
So a I couple actually, fades on the top man. picks here. Nice. I, just, I feel, like, just I feel like a big old wimp with my Vanderbilt's <laughs> over in here now. I you did, gotta bring I, heat, man. I did. I so I put I put Brooks, Bryson, Phil. Those are that's that's all one. That's all one Vanderbilt. I did say Morikawa as well. Uh, oh, I did. I, I just think it, it, it's it's hard to defend. It's hard to defend your your spot out there um, at, at this type of tournament because they change courses every year. They uh, I do think that um, he has he's been trending the wrong direction lately. He, I mean, he's a great golfer. It's just he's, it's just he's not peaking at the right time to win a major. No. I can the guys- easily be proven wrong. But like a, like you want you, you want your best game to be coming up like a like a Xander Shoffley right now or, or some yeah. of these other guys who I have on but, my on my Watsons. You know, what, what, what's crazy about Morikawa is we talked about this before the U.S. Open and, and he was in the u.s open till the final round yeah you know i mean saturday he had the goddamn lead he was in the last group i think we're talking about how he doesn't know what his ball flight is anymore yeah and the dude's so skilled that he was leading going into saturday with not knowing you know he's trying to hit a draw or he's trying to hit a fade and he's drawing the ball all over the place insane uh, yeah i think that's that's just not this week yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I uh, I thought that I I thought that I was I thought that was going to be earth shattering Vandeveld status, and you guys came out with the number one in the world and uh, the odds on favorite. So I feel well, like a big old win. The the Vegas odds on Morikawa are kind of that's where like he's down there for a defending champion. So right. I think they're, they may be one, on something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he caught some money earlier this yeah, week. He was, he was in like he was in like the 30s. So he, he yeah, definitely caught is, some money. This is from Caesars, I think. It's not DraftKings or anything, but I think it's like 25 to one right now. What I got it. And then my other guy is Hovland. I mean, he's not a guy who's won a major yet, but he's one of the top 10 players in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just does not suit his game whatsoever. No, he's, we talked about a, this US Open too. Yeah. Short game. Not, he did have a good short game at that at the U.S. Open. Um, I'm sorry, a good for him short game. You look at his numbers and across the board, he's a fantastic golfer in everything except his short game. So he's been uh, very quiet lately. He's really yeah. not in form right now. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I was he was really in something. I mean, I have to right. go back, but I just haven't seen his name pop up, and that's concerning because the guy's he's a stud too. Yeah, you well, look at his, you know, yeah. Oh, I did, like again with he—he's such a good player, a. But when your short game's that bad, it leaves you no room for error on you know mm-hmm. your ball striking. And so if he has a little bit of an off week, off day, all of a sudden he's behind the eight ball and trying to play catch up on the leaderboard and etc. So, uh, yeah, you know, for I think if you're uh, innovator around the greens and you know good around the greens, you can survive at St Andrews and. Vicky Hove, as much as we love him, he's not, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't fall into that category. Nope. Um, bull, bull in a China shop kind of guy, just overpowering that thing. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll lead off then since I ended there, uh, with my, my Watsons, uh, my Watsons this week, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. Ooh, I think yeah direct so, contention like we had yeah. in the US Open. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> He's a uh, lock for a top 10. Let's I just almost, be fair. Whether it's yeah, a backdoor top 10 or he does it, the guy's a lock for a top 10. He's playing right. tremendously right. right now. He's driven. Yeah, obviously he is it did top blow. 10 or bust. I mean, you know, it was he, it, it, he did blow it. He did blow I worry it that he's just putting year. too much pressure on himself here, right? 
uh, right. being back. And, and, and so, I mean, I love Rory. I would love to be completely wrong in that. And right. So I'm going off how he's been playing. He's clearly he's been playing great. He's been yeah, playing he's great, playing really good. Um, I also have a couple guys on here. Uh, Justin Thomas. I think they, I, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to win it, but I just like his game out there. He can, he can hit all the shots, uh, whatever the course is going to be requiring of him. He's got a great short game, uh, solid putter. He's not, he's got to get that putter going though. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, he's, he, he can hit all the shots, like you said, but man, that putting has been concerning for, he pieces it together from time to time. It's not, it's not as bad as it was, but man, if he puts that together, yeah, he'll be a factor. He hasn't had the greatest, yeah, he hasn't had the greatest success uh, playing link style. And that's a little, little concerning, but he does have the shots. He's got bones on the back for Christ's sake. So if anybody knows that place, it's going to be bones. I can just see his little ass holding up, holding up the claret with, uh, with that cardigan on. I can just see it. I can just see it. Uh, and then another guy is Cam Smith. Uh, tremendous putter. Great short game. Um, I was looking it up earlier. He's got uh, – he's one of the best. Let's see here. He's uh, he's decent around the greens, but he's the, the, the number five iron player on tour. So we've seen that we've seen that putter get hot. It's not as high in the, in the rankings as, as it could be. But we know when he gets that thing rolling, so – when you're trying to take bets and stuff like that, and you're trying to, you know, get guys who are, uh, yeah, he's still high 16 and putting. Yeah. I mean, he's not as high as he could be, but I've never, I mean, other than Spieth, in terms of guys that can get insanely hot with their putter, um, he's up there. And then I have a question mark behind Jordan Spieth this week. Oh, I just don't know oh. what to, I don't, <laughs> that's, yeah, hey, you gotta be, look, I'm gonna tell you something about Jordan Spieth. You're either all in on this train. Or get the fuck off yeah, because yeah, you yeah. got to be in for the ride. The guy's either going to go out and shoot 63 or 73. I love and it. And they're both going to be equally entertaining. That's my whole point about the question mark. I am on the train. That's why he's on my Watsons. But you just don't know sometimes. You don't know. He's the most, other than Phil Mickelson, he's got to be the most like fun guy, fun player to watch. To watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how talkative he is. Yeah, absolutely. Take the um, question mark off and put an exclamation point. You're, okay. you're yeah, riding this train. Yeah. So, so. I'll segue into mine from there. I got Jordan Spieth on my list. Um, he was in it in the Scottish. I, I bet him um, on Saturday. He didn't play, have the best day Sunday, but he was in the tournament and he mm-hmm. got an extra week of links golf in. Um, he's won the British open before and he seems to be playing the best golf that he has in really the last, you know, five years. Uh, so I like Spieth, uh, my next Watson, who's probably my, my most emphatic of them and who, who I'm all over this week is Samuel Burns. Nice. I'm, I'm all over him to win. Uh, he played well the first two days and then Saturday got crazy in the Scottish Open, but I think that was a very valuable experience for him to get the high wind experience. And he came back Sunday, shot a decent round. He's top of or next to... Willie Zalatoris on the uh, top of the, you know, the just a matter of time guys to win yeah, a major. 40 to one too so, with his odds. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't be, couldn't work out better. I love his odds. Love his odds. I'm all over betting him. And then that segues into my last guy who is another, the, the, the prez of the matter of time club. I'm going to, I'm going to ride Willie Z. I think, Hell yeah. I think links golf can give him, he withdrew from this tournament last year because he, he had a back injury and it was his first year on tour and kind of a lot 
going on towards the, that this was towards the end of the season. Um, and so, you know, he had, he had those big runs and uh, I think, I think he's ready. I think he's ready to go. I, I think he's ready to, at least I know he's going to perform well. I think he's a shoe in for a top 10. Um, I think his ball striking is going to be emphasized and his putting woes will be kind of a little bit nullified by the swales and, and the, the link style. Wait till you see my bets, Mooney. Uh, excellent. Any, uh, who else you got? Those are my three Willie excellent. Z, Spieth, and Samuel Burns. Awesome. Awesome. I've got some overlap with you guys then for sure. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I've mentioned him a couple times. I'm definitely on that train. Sign me up. Any day of the points, week, not question marks, exclamation points, man. Let's go. I mean, if you, I've been a part of this journey for five years, just hoping you'd get back and just watching it and yeah. see the flashes of greatness. It's, it's exciting no matter what. I mean, he's equally the greatest golfer in the world and the worst golfer in the world in the same round sometimes. So sign me up, man. I think he's great. Uh, I got uh, Cam Smith on my list. I think he's just in great form this year. His approach plays top five is putting his top 20. Uh, he's good off the tees. He's very accurate. If he can just stay out of his own way, uh, like he's done in the past a couple of times, he's mm-hmm. made some bad course management decisions. Um, if he stays away from that, but his short games can save him and his putter can. So I like him a lot. I think uh, that his I'm experience a- at, uh, at Augusta is going to help him this week because he was out there battling Scotty Scheffler and he at until hole three, it, cer- it certainly looked like that he was going to, you know, start challenging Scotty for, for that title. Oh yeah. And um, once he started getting some pressure on him and started trying to force some things, it looked like he really kind of let himself down um, for lack of a better term. But I think that's going to become valuable this week. I think that like you're saying the short game, or I'm sorry, the approach, the putting completely agree with that. He's going to yeah, be setting himself been, up. He, he's been on a heater since the spring, and he's cooled off a little bit, but I think he's in good form. I know he's had a couple of good finishes lately. Then um, I got Max Homa on my list. Uh, Max like hasn't that, played. Mikey. He like hasn't, yeah, hasn't, hasn't played extremely well in the majors yet. Had a very good you know, U.S. Open. He's paired with his hero, Tiger Woods. I yep. think that's going to be a lot of fun. He's got a good tee time there. Uh, he played well last week, played really well last week. He's been in good form coming in. He is just one of the best ball strikers out there. The guy can hit every shot. He's good enough off the tees. His putter, his putter's good, really good. It can get hot, but it's pretty consistently good. Uh, but I, I like Max a lot this week. So, and to avoid some overlap, I mean, there's guys like Shane Lowry, who yeah. we haven't mentioned. That's hey. you know, he's 22 to one, but he's he's a lot of models are showing him doing well out there. And a kind of a dark horse who never, I can't, can't believe I'm saying this. He's not definitely not going to win, but I think he'll play well. It's Tony Finau. Ooh, um, I gave up on Tony Finau. I gave up. <laughs> Look, I had bet him. It was the waste management to, where we tracked him down point. like over and over, and I just got smashed. And the guy never wins, you know, anything great. He's won twice the Puerto Rico Open, one other tournament now. But I think he's going to play well here. He has a good history at St Andrews and on link style courses, good, so. Good. I think at 50 to one, like, all right, maybe think about it, but he's definitely not. Yeah. To, to the Max Homa point, you know, playing with Tiger is a whole different beast. And uh, I love that pick because I think he's got the uh, kind of personality like that uh, he's not going to be phased by that. I think he's actually going to get a little more energy and juice from that type of environment 
with the gallery and the tiger horde that follows him yeah, around hundred percent, you know, he's a dude that, you know, he'll sit on Twitter and critique your swing and dick around with like, you know, I don't, I, he's got the personality where I don't think that he's going to shit the bed. Uh, like, like some people have when they play with tiger and it's just a totally different ball game. No, I, I think it's a agree. different dynamic now playing with tiger than it was, you know, back in the day, like, yes, tiger's still uber competitive, but, but he's not trying to beat you. There, there's a softer yeah. side to him now. He's still trying to beat you. Let's be but fair. Like, but he's not trying to crush your soul anymore. Right. That exactly. Was, he may in his head. Yeah. He wants to, but man, he's showing a side. He's playing practice rounds with Rory at Valley Bunyan last week. And you see him putting balls through Rory's legs on the practice screen. Like he wasn't doing this shit when he was stepping on people's throats. He still wants to step on your throat, but I mean, meaningless, probably, that's just meaningless, meaningless hit and give a practice right there. That is, yeah. it is. No, I, I completely agree. I have him in my pool, my, my pool lineup where we do two from the top 10, two from the, from 11 to 30, and then two from 31 on down. I had the exact same reasons you guys were just talking about. He wins on tough courses. He's played really well on in, in the, in the Riviera. That require, yeah. Right? He's got exactly. a W at Riviera, which is huge. Exactly. He's played well there. He's uh, number 13 shots gained total. Um, he's not great around the greens. So that's my only knock on him going into this tournament, but I still picked him. Uh, he's going to rely on a solid iron play. He's 22nd and uh, he's a tiger cub. He's going to be motivated by tiger out there. To, he's going to play with him. What the first two days, right? Yep. That's how it works. And yep, at I, least I, the first two I, rounds I, are prepared. I completely agree with you on on the fact that he's not going to shy away from it. It's going to be a motivating factor. Who else? Uh, who else is? Who else you got, Mikey? Oh, that's it. That was we it. had some overlap. I wanted to throw out through Shane Lowry and Fino, and they're just for gotcha. I think Lowry's got a legit chance, but Fino doesn't. I just think he's going to prove. I think there's a top ten in him this week for sure. I want. I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> um, what's the, what is the since we're done with the Watsons and Vanderbilts, what is our realistic expectations for Tiger? What do you guys got? Miss, top 20. Make, top 20? Top 20. I think of any chance that he has to come home with a major. We've said this on here multiple times. This is the tournament. I, I, yeah. You know, maybe Augusta was second. I didn't think he stood a chance in the PGA. Um, no. And then he obviously didn't play the U.S. Open, which I don't think he would have stood a chance either. No. Uh, this is, this is it, but I think top 20, um, you know, it, it it just remains to be seen. It's, it's the flattest course. So physically it's not going to hopefully take as much of a toll on him, but he's still playing. If he makes the cut four rounds and, you know, there's always the threat of the elements coming. So if it gets windy and rainy and cold, then I completely back out of my top 20 pick. Cause I don't, you know, like I'm not sure that he's <laughs> yeah, going to finish yeah. the tournament, um, yeah. but I think top 20 is a realistic expectation for him. Yeah. With the weather right now, I think he's, I, I feel he'll make the cut. I think top 40 is pretty realistic and we'll see how that leg holds up uh, over four days of competitive golf. He's been playing, been playing quite a bit of golf out there. Uh, a lot of prep work. He knows the course extremely well. So he's got the experience of, I don't think the weather's going to mess him up too much. The wind's going to blow a little bit, but he's not going to have to worry about being too cold or anything. Uh, but, you know, the leg holds up. I think a top 40 is realistic. You really, honestly, the conditions and the way everything is setting up, this is the best the setup, scenario the setup for him. Yeah. If there's ever a scenario for him to possibly win, I'm not, I'm not saying that's my expectation because my expectation is a top 20. Uh, 
it's all setting up for him. This is, this is the ideal scenario for Tiger Woods that has one and a half legs to go out there and possibly win at age 46. That's as simple as that. Hoping the best for him. Um, should we get into his comments about, about the, uh, the organization? About move live on? golf. Let's yeah. Are, let's, are we moving? Are we moving from the open to live? We're not going to be PGA. Um, PGA. So you know, dummies okay. and, and refer to it. We'll refer to it as what is, is the entity okay. that is known as live golf. Okay. So I'm about to read his full quote. Okay. And he doesn't refer to the, that, that, that tour by name. He calls it the organization every single time, which I think is key top notch trolling. So um, here's, here was his full quote on these guys leaving and going to, to live. So obviously everybody's been waiting for him to, to weigh in. He just says flat out quote that to me, I just don't understand it. I understand what Jack and Arnold did because playing professional golf at a tour level versus a club pro is different. And I understand that transition and that move and the recognition that a tour pro uh, versus a club pro is. Uh, but these play, but what are these players doing for guaranteed money? What is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? You're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. <laughs> this is my favorite part. They're blurring. Uh, he sounds super old here. They're playing yeah. blaring music and having all these atmospheres that are different. I just don't see how out of 54 <laughs> holes... <laughs> I can understand 54 holes is uh, almost like a mandate when you get to the senior tour, but these guys are a little bit, uh, the guys are a little bit older and they're a little bit more banged up. Uh, but when you're at this young age and some of these kids, they really are kids and have gone from amateur golf to into that organization. 72 holes tests are a part of it. We used to have 36 hole playoffs for major championships. That's how it used to be 18 hole U S open playoffs. I just don't see how that move is positive in the long term for a lot of these players, especially if the organization doesn't get world golf, uh, world ranking points, and the major championship change their criteria for entering the events. It would be sad to see some of these young kids never get a chance to experience it and experience what we've, uh, what we've got a chance to experience and walk these hallowed grounds and play in these championships. Okay. All right. So multiple points here. A, it's not the, the PGA is the only reason holding them back. That's stopping them from trying to get into majors. So let's not, it's Whoa. the PGA trying to what? stop these guys from getting into fucking majors because they don't want them leaving. That's beside the point. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods has not needed cash to be motivated, right? We're talking about a guy since 1998 that has had Nike sponsorships, no matter what tournament he was going to win. He has had all the sponsorship money in the world. Buick, fucking Tag Heuer, right? No. Earned. So he has no reason to go. He he had no reason to go practice. So that argument I don't buy into. He whatsoever. did practice. He earned it. He did. he did. I understand. So so these guys are professional golfers. They signed a contract. Their name is on that contract. Their fucking family name is on that contract. You hope they have some sense of morality. When you sign something, when you say you're going to do something, you commit to it. You cannot bring it, morality into a into this yeah, conversation. You're bringing morality this into a live conversation. This is so, dude. This is so silly. No one silly. wants to admit. 
He's talking. Then he's talking about. Then he's talking about fifty-four. Why doesn't? How about Tiger? You you play fifty-four holes and then come see us, right? Because he can't do that right now, currently. But dude, his argument. I get some of that. Is some disrespect. Listen, dude, this guy. I don't. I did not like this. He played seventy-two at in Augusta National in April. Yeah, and he should. And he should. Everyone begged that he cut it off after after two rounds. Um. We didn't want to need to see him limping through and, and shooting an 80 on Sunday. I, I thought this was completely, you know, it, I, it's what I would expect because the PGA tour breaded this guy's butt or buttered this guy's bread. Right. And so he, of course he he's going to say that. Curses. Yeah, he, he did. He you did have to go those... out and win tournaments. The deal with the PGA tour is if you want to make money, you have to win. So has, you don't so have has to DJ, so has DJ not won enough tournaments in his career to warrant a huge fucking contract like that? He has, but he's they're, one of like five guys. Contracts, they, they, okay, not every player that goes to live is getting a hundred and something million dollars. The big names are getting that money. Yeah, it's the guys just like it's just like the NBA over there are still making that because they're, just getting, they're getting half here. a million dollar paychecks to okay. go out there and shoot it, plus thirty one. Right, right. So you're talking. You're, you're you have one example in Phil. Because not everyone else Phil, has gotten Phil. good money from Lee. Everyone Chris else has gotten 80. No, he didn't. He was, in, he, was, he was he was part he, of a winning team. And that's he was why he in made the tournament. Like he was in the dollars. tournament through the first two days, right? So he was right there. Carlos Ortiz got bank. He still fucking almost won the tournament. Brendan Grace got place, paid. Guys are How can you tell me that, that there's no motivation? When you talk about professional athletes, I don't care what level of a millionaire you are. When you tell me, hey, we're playing golf, these guys are competitive. And there's four million dollars on the line over three holes. You're telling me they're not going to be motivated for that? They're professional athletes, exhibition. but you don't have to not, work that hard when there's only forty a, other people. It's an exhibition. The money's guaranteed. Yeah, are they going to play hard? For sure. They're playing fifteen times a year. They say they're doing this to be with their family. They're not going to practice if they want to be with their family. What's exactly. the point in doing it? Fifteen times a year, and you don't get contracts with the PGA Tour, Mooney. You nah. you you sign up as an independent. Contract. I know you're an independent you contract requirements, and they you have fuck to play independent contractors. They fuck independent contractors all the time. That's why it's such a grind. That's why uh, young guys are. That's why young guys. That's why young guys are out of here. That's why young guys are out. Carlos Ortiz, Abraham. It's not even These the guys young guys are talented are leaving, golfer, Taylor Gooch. They're, okay, they're, I, Taylor Gooch is the only. Oots, I hear you. I hear you. Answer the only just, two guys. Just say, just say Carlos that it's Ortiz all about money. Good golfer. It, it's, it is. Then, it, it's all about money. Then. But, no, no, no. But what? If it's all about money, PGA then why are you going to practice? The PJ Tour doesn't have so much money you, to throw why would these you, guys. Why either. would you? Okay, but so if you just ask me if it's all about money, why would you not practice? Why would you practice on the the PGA Tour is all about money. So you're going to practice no, to dude, stay on there. Now you're having somebody can take your spot. You don't have five years. It's so silly. The, listen, they're they're <laughs> not, not the Saudi leagues, the Lim leagues. Silly. The at the end of it's silly, an exhibition. Bro. It's a fifty-four exit. If, if, look, I there's like a place it. For that. If people like it, it's a fine product. I'm sure. If you want to watch it, go ahead yeah. and watch it. You're not going to be able to get world ranking points. You're not going to. Well, of course, you because the PGA owns the world rankings. It's, of course, they're not, not going to give them world rankings. They so need the to worry DB about tour? this fucking What about the DB tour, the Asian tours, all that? That. People are they own those tours. Manip- they're manipulating all that stuff. The DP World Tour is a separate entity. The PGA Tour no, does not RNA own is it. It is separate they, from and the, so US is the RNA. And the PGA. They are. They work together. 
okay okay but but in reality they own those tours are we wrong here are we gonna are we gonna sit here and literally i'm talking about the legal the legal filings for each separate organization what it says is that they are separate entities but we're gonna say the organization that just all of a sudden came up with 500 million dollars in no you got a point when they did you got a point on that now now that they don't own these other tours is ludicrous it is ludicrous they came up with money but you act like they're not putting up all that money they're putting a third of that money from their reserves dude no read read about it a third of that money is coming from reserves they have that got them basically through the pandemic if they didn't get through the pandemic they would have been broke they have to go out and get sponsorship money they have to go beef up contract deals with tv deals which by the way if you watch pga tour on golf it's a fucking I don't. joke. It's, it's commercial fucking boring. Commercial. I fall asleep exactly. all the time. That's how they pay these guys. <laughs> yeah. That's how they but pay them. But they don't them. pay them. The they don't, that's, that's, why they're, that's why all their players are leaving. They don't fucking pay them. The, is, they, it, it's performance-based. You can't pay a guy exactly. this the it's the, the PGA Tour is 100% merit-based. That's that's the difference. I get and, that. And I, I, I get this. I, I understand. So is you have to play be- an play, invitational you tournament. Paid, play better. Yeah, exactly. That's if what it comes to- down to. You, they want to they want to identify the best 150, 200 players, 200 tour, 200 some tour okay. members, right? All right. So tell they me how much, the 200 how best. many how many how many holes of the Barbasol did you watch this last weekend? None. Absolutely none. none. I was in Santa Barbara. No, you were, right? you were watching. I mean, that's dude. That was the best golfers the world had to offer. I never. I, I didn't watch the Barbasol before, before that organization started. Going I mean, into a major. and then the, the and then dude, the week before, are you kidding me? JT Poatson at the John Deere in fucking Ames, <laughs> Iowa. The John Deere that was incredible. That's a bad. That's a bad strength of field. You're naming two events opposite of major over in Scotland, where dude, guys. Are right, so here, yeah. here's 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 my issue. You cannot but, say that. I, I I find PGA Tour. I've said this for years on, or I've said this as long as this podcast has been around. I find PGA Tour golf boring unless I have someone that I bet on to win the tournament. The broadcast I, I is terrible. Don't I couldn't blame care. I could not. I, I I'd much rather just watch the gals play on LPG. I find that way more entertaining. If you I, can find them I on TV, Lip golf was cool. It was. It was. I thought it was very cool and fun to watch. It was more entertaining to me than the PGA. And there's that this week. whole movement of getting getting golf. Are you watching Live Tour this right? week? No. What? There's no Live Tour. They're not. This is not growing the game. Is that, yeah, it is. This is growing the game. Not really. How? It's about the money. They're Thirty thousand people watched the Live Tour last last week. Dude, it shows, it shows golf exiting. can be. It shows golf can be fun. And to me, the this whole dilemma, this whole dilemma makes the PGA look like a bunch of a, a bunch of grumpy old white dudes oh. that are mad they're losing more money and want things to just always stay the same. Bunch of it motherfuckers that are gonna game. get that. Oh, well, music I on say, the course, music on the driving I have to say this. I have to jump in here and say this. I'm not defending the PGA tour, and I'm not necessarily hating on on the live tour here. And it's been joking around and all, all fun and games or whatever, because the, the, the live tour is actually doing some things that fans have been asking for the have been asking the PGA tour to do for a long time. Uh the, the thing that, that the PGA tour has leverage wise over the live tour isn't necessarily the players it's the tradition and that you can compare today's players to the players of the past in that they play the same formats for for the didn't just hear me out yeah, but you, are and you really okay they've they've they played the same format for about 100 years or whatever um that would be like watch a new league starting off in football and comparing players that play three quarters 
or play a different type of a uh, different type of game, for example, for lack of a, of a better uh, comparison here. I think that Mooney, you're hundred percent right. That the PGA tour, they fucked up. And the only reason that they're in this position is because they didn't listen to the players when they were telling them before this was ever an option. They wanted to have, they wanted to have higher purses and they, for them to just to come out of, come out with money out of nowhere it kind of proves your point. What you're saying is they could have been paying these guys more. They get the purses could have been better. They could have been doing some more things. And we've already talked about this. It Phil has proven his point about Jay Monahan and that he won't do anything without any leverage. And they, they went out there and got themselves a shit ton of leverage to get some change done. Uh, the whole thing is the players and the quality and the product in terms of just the game, if you if you get rid of everything else, the quality of shots off the tee into greens and the putts made, is it going to be better than the guys that actually play the actual tour? I mean, dude, I thought when I watched Live two weeks ago, it was fun as hell. I saw Carlos Ortiz. I saw Dustin Johnson. I saw Brendan Graves, who's still a good player. I saw tons of good players duking it out, hitting great shots, competing for fucking $5 million. So, uh, 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 look, and, and is it, look, is it a good, is it a good, it's probably a fine product. If you want to watch it, you want to be into it. Yes. People will be attracted to that. I'm not here defending the PJ tour saying they did everything right. Right. They need, they, they are. Yeah. Can they listen to 200 plus players and take all their input and take that into account? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. They can take certain things. Is it been slow to go for sure? This is going to nudge them. That's where the money they find some money going to sponsors, doing all that, right? So it pushes that. The, where I net out at it, this live model, business model, is the most unsustainable piece of trash you've ever seen. Yeah, They're shelling out so much money. They have zero TV contract, right? Guys are losing sponsorships left and right. It's yeah. a 54-hole exhibition where they would have to literally get the 50 best players in the world for this to make sense. If they don't have that, they don't have anything. You can't tell me the guys they bring. They have a couple young, good guys. Yeah, I think Brendan Grace is great. I used to be a big Taylor Gooch fan. DJ, quietest guy. DJ's not catching any flack because he's DJ and give a shit. Uh, you got a guy like Kepka who nobody likes, a guy like DeShambo who nobody likes. Phil's 50. You can go just play the Champions Tour if you wanted to. He's the money. I'm not People tuning tune in to watch in. those People guys battle each other because you're watching 10 guys essentially that you think might have good weeks in three rounds. Right. Like, but for me personally, not for me. For you, perfectly fine. But don't, right. sit, don't sit here and tell me this is the greatest thing. This is where golf's heading. This is no. not fucking golf's heading. This is just fracturing it where it's at these right guys, now. These guys, just, I don't, I don't think it's the greatest mind. thing. I just think it's a cool <laughs> entity that's coming out. And I think it's cool and interesting. It makes golf a little bit more it does. open to other people and less of a stuck up fucking asshole kind of reputation that golf has. And I think right. the way the PGA and the way that a lot of people have acted toward this just kind of reinforces that poor stereotype and like the smucky holier than thou attitude of, of golf. But well, no these one's guys doing are this these, to grow if, the grain. Yeah, <laughs> they're if, doing if, it for the money. Yeah, no just, one's they're doing, doing it for the money. To grow the game. No one's going to the cuts. Oh, this is going to be. I bad. understand. People will go. They're doing they're, it for the but money. But nobody's saying that. They're saying no. It's this is awesome. Pat Perez, Pat Perez has. That's the only one. And by the way, have you seen his wife on Instagram? She went off on some shit too. (laughs) I mean, dude, I just don't get. I I think I I don't get. I don't get the amount of flack that these guys are getting. I don't get why they seem shunned and blackballed. Where the money comes from and what they're saying—that's why. 
Be honest. Yeah. Just be honest. They, they've well offered Brooks at the U.S. Open. We were detracting. Where the money comes from, live. dude. What like, does he do? The, I mean, the day after the the U.S. Open, he jumps to the live tour. Yeah, he's yeah, that, he's a distraction. We already talked be about honest. him. Being... He told people no. Like, just be honest. That's all yeah. people are asking. Don't don't say it's all the PGA I mean, but... Tour's fault. It's not. It's partially their fault. This is your choice. as a business decision. You clearly don't care where the money comes from. You're doing this. To Which is fine. Money. Listen, fine. listen. Say that. There's. Yep. If we can, if we can compute a global handicap system for golf for people around the world to have golf and compete on a global handicap system in different tournaments where old motherfuckers are always lying about their handicap and et cetera, we can have some kind of algorithm that can put into play live golf versus whatever PGA tour event it is and how skilled these motherfuckers are and what their handicaps are and what their courses are, what course they're playing on that given day and make this work to where we can still get the best golfers. And that's all I want. If the, if, if the best golfers in the world could play majors, then I wouldn't care about this. I wouldn't care wh- where these guys reside. Right. I want to know when I'm watching the masters, it boils to down see, to that. I want to see Brooks Kepka in the masters. I want to see, you know what I mean? Like and, DJ. And, well, DJ is going to be there. At the end of the day, those are the only tournaments that I care about, really, when it comes to the PGA. And again, unless I've, I've got Sahit Tagala, who's going to fuck up a huge bet by hitting four bunker shots. Uh, but otherwise, I, I could care less. And yeah, that's just my opinion. But yeah, I, like, no, it's, it's a valid how hard one. Is a lot that, of how hard is it to offer opinion, that? Yeah. The world golf rankings, if they mean anything, Brooks Kepka hasn't done shit in the last two years, right? Right. But he's still top 50 in the world golf rankings. So if he hasn't done shit in the last two years, and you're now saying, like, you're saying, oh, well, he's going to be, he's still top 50 right now. So, like, mm-hmm. how how good are these world golf? You know what I mean? Like, just it's fights. Right. There's, there's dirt. There's dweebs that can figure that shit out. They're smarter yeah. than us. It's just easier to to do apples to apples with the DP world tour and the PGA tour, because they, they share the same format for the, for the large part and the courses and the tournaments are set up similarly. And the thing is Pat Perez rode the coattails of a victory this last week and pop champagne. Like he shot 63. Are you going to count him winning hey, baby. that? Yeah. Uh, but, but, hey, well, baby. Hold on, hold As on, a hold guy on. that bet on the live tour and bet on but team listen. DJ. Hey baby, I was cashing bottles with them. I understand, <laughs> but does this, a guy who goes out there and shoots eighty on Sunday is he going to get the same amount of points as DJ who actually carried the team that week? No, no. But is is uh, is Trey Molinax who just was struggling to keep his card and just won against a no name field in the Barbasol? Is that win going to hold up as well? Should that win hold up when he just beat Charles Howe? The third. So like, in, in, in the you world know, like, golf I mean, rankings, there there are stipulations in the world golf rankings that it has to be a seventy-two hole event. Oh, it's clearly oh, in there. Of oh. course, because the PGA came up with those. So like, I mean, and the and the DP World Tour. Yes. Again. So what if you took their huge... worst their worst rounds in the three rounds and you gave that to them on Sunday and still saw where they sat, and then if they still earn some world golf rankings points, then maybe. I mean, because you can't give them the a you worst ball. You're playing yeah, your worst you, ball you around like they do on the best round. one. Because you can't give them the best one. Yeah, dude, they're still. I mean, I don't know. This is I don't know. This is for this is for other people to decide. I mean, dude, as golf fans, at the end this. of the day, we we lose because right. uh, we don't get to see the best players in the world play at majors. You can't right. tell me that 
DJ, whether or not he's got oh, a no. contract hey. from Liv. DJ doesn't, DJ, DJ there, doesn't give a fuck about practicing golf anyways, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I got news for you. A lot of your, your favorite athletes are really talented at their sport, and they don't they, – they, they do not practice that sport. They don't care. Right. It's the great ones that, that really care that grind it out. Mm -hmm. um, but you're run of the mill guys, dude, you'd probably be surprised how many of them could give a fuck and, and can't wait to clock out. Well, I do know that if they don't learn, the majors. they don't have a guaranteed five years on the tour for every single event. They have, they have a lot of guys trying to take their spot. They have to earn a certain amount of money or else they lose their card and have to earn it all over again um let's 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 end it there let's let's uh right, let's go right, let's go right. to golf game that was a great that was a great heated argument though. that was that great was, that, that was, was great. awesome that, that, was, awesome. that <laughs> was good you guys that was good we'll do this again sometime i like that <laughs> yeah uh let's jump into some golf gambling real quick um and then we'll wrap this up uh uh so gambling this week i actually have a lot of guys that you guys have been talking about um and i'll just go ahead and start since i know mooney you probably got a bunch um and so I'm picking Willie Zalatoris plus 3,000 to win. He's my only winner I'm picking. Um, nice. Throwing some cash on him, mainly because I picked him to win the Masters early in the year, and he finished second. And I and, and, and Scheffler hit for me, so I'm kind of returning to that original bet. I got Spieth in here plus 200 for a top 10. Burns plus 450 for a top 10. Um, and then Homa plus 600 for a top 10. And then I lastly, like those two. my last bet, and because this might be the last time I'll be able, able to bet him at St. Andrews, I got some I got some scratch on Tiger to be top 20 at plus 300. Just right. I, I mean, I, I, I could Tiger's going to play. He's going to play St. Andrews till he's old and gray. I know, but like, but like, uh, like the, the chance that you're not throwing away money. Uh, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. We'll this see. Is, I mean, Tiger, he'll be what, 52 next time he plays? Whew. that's a that's 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 rough to think about um just real quick i have a, a a pool lineup as well like i was talking about earlier i have jt cam smith i have jt because he can hit every shot he's got a challenge from tiger earlier this week he was talking some shit about going to the the champions little tournament four hole thing um i think that lit a fire in his ass just like max homa um Obviously, I've already talked about Cam Smith and Mac, uh, Cam Smith and Max Homa, Willie Z. I've already talked about the two guys I haven't mentioned yet. Tommy Fleetwood, he's uh, Tommy Fox. Yeah, dude, he's 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 top ten around the greens. Um, he played well in the Scottish last week. He had a, a tie for fourteenth at the Masters, which is pretty good. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but that's not his type of game. Um, I just think that that was a you know a, a you know. A, a good pick for the value there. And then uh, my last guy is if you're picking a lineup, if you're picking a lineup for the open and it's link style golf and you don't have a fucking South African in your lineup, Gotta you're going to lose. You will lose. I got the hardest name to spell. One oh, of the top five hardest <laughs> names to spell in all of golf. Christian Bazadenhoop. South African. Enough said. Exactly. Excuse me. Uh, South African name looks German. <laughs> <laughs> he's been trending in the right direction. He's a top 30 putter and he's a number five in the world in scrambling. Mm. Eggs, so that's, what? that's, that's my Brains? line up there. And uh, I do have, I do have a DraftKings That's pretty much the same thing 
uh, with I added Cameron Young instead of Tommy Fleetwood. And that's it. Um, okay. Mikey, you want to go real quick? Uh, yeah. I'm, guys, I was looking at this I, week. I, I like Max Oma. I saw him at 50 to one. Still going to stick behind that pick. I think he's going to play well. So I'm going to pick a winner. I mean, nice. Some of the other guys I like just top, top tens. You got to like a guy like Cam Smith. I mean, the odds probably aren't great there, uh, but you got to like that. Uh, kind of winter odds just going down this. I mean, there's some value. Adam Scott at 80 to one. He's a pretty proper golfer. Like um, that I pick. like Adam Scott. Yeah. I think he's, you know, he's got some heartbreak at the open as well. Soon to be, uh, soon to be joining live tour. <laughs> <laughs> he wants, he's very clearly wants to play less. He's been clear about that. So that's okay. He's still the prettiest man in golf too. But uh, yeah, those are kind of the only three just value wise that, nice. that I'm looking at. I mean, some of these guys are getting pretty chalky up at the top. Yeah, it's hard to go away from the chalk. What do you got, Mooney? All right, boys. Um, as always, I got some first-round leaders that we're going to go off of here to start things. First-round leaders, I'm going to. I'm trying to pull up the odds for them. Uh, I got – I'll go favorites to, to long shots. First-round leaders, I got Jordan Spieth at plus uh, 3,300 lead tomorrow. Ooh. I got Sam Burns, a couple guys that I called in my – Normans, I want they, you know, they're going to win this tournament. Let's get out to a hot start, boys. Um, at plus 5,500. And here, the bombs, the good ones. Uh, I got my guy, Sahit Degala, who's come out and led big tournaments, uh, on the first round. I got him at plus 10,000. I want was, him to win. Ooh, that's a magical number. That's where the butler hit us with uh, that plus 10,000. And then, uh, a guy that Dylan's on his jock and uh, oh. played really well um at the scottish open so i'm ready for him to come out hot kurt kitayama plus eleven thousand first round Ooh. leader let's come out boy let's come out and get it done um then i'm on sam burns dude i i i, I love sam burns I, he he didn't play as well as i thought he would have last week but i think he's going to i don't know i just got a feeling i i'm, I'm huge on the sam burns train to win uh that is at plus five thousand I'm on Willie Z earlier in the week at plus, I think, 33. And then uh, I'm going to get in on Spieth, and I'm going to get in on a couple other winners here. I'm not sure. Spieth's not the best odds. Um, and then I'll probably wow. throw I'll probably throw a liver down. And I'm probably going to do – I'm going to see if I can't find a Tagala um, top 10. And I may just throw a little Tagala, Tagala um, to win it because – dude. The, the the matter of time club is great. You got you got Cam Smith, you got Will Zalatoris, um, and you got Sam Burns in there right now. Uh, there's been a, a few graduates there. You gotta get you gotta keep pulling from that pool. I feel it's only I mean it's literally only a matter of time for those guys. So I I, I love it. I love those picks. I bet twice on Sam Burns. So if he uh, <laughs> not not intentionally, if he wins, <laughs> we go into Sizzler. Excellent. Um, all right. Should we wrap it up with this up and down here? Let's do it. So up and up and down, Mikey, just, uh, some things you got going that are trending in the right direction. Some things that you might be down a little bit. Um, you want to lead us off Mooney, with some down with your down? Uh, my first down, my only down is, um, 
the beloved Harding Park PGA course. Uh, Took mine. Not the best. Not the best. I know. I figured you probably had it on here, and I'll, I'll segue it to you. Kick it over to you. But not the best shape that that course can be in, and it's been like that for the past couple times. Um, not the worst, right? But overall, the greens were very bumpy, slow, long, uh, complete, long, a com- uncut. Yeah, a complete lack of care. The uh, the bunkers were awful for what you would expect at a TPC course and a PGA course or a PGA championship course. We saw grass growing in multiple bunkers. Um, I played two bunker shots as though I was playing off concrete and just hit them, just, you know, picked them pure and, and went up and over. Um, and then normally, un, or you know, very uncharacteristic of Harding Park, some some really bad spots in the fairway i've never seen mm-hmm. i've never seen that on that course which leads me to believe that maybe they changed superintendents or something like that right um but i i'll say that's the that's the worst i've ever seen that course yeah um that that's definitely my down for the week as well um you know the the ball washers being broken or not having any water in them and this is nitpicking but it sounds like we're nitpicking but this is a a a course that uh, hiked its rates up after the PGA championship. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before I'll let you go on, I can, that's, that's the main, the main biff with it, right? Like if we right. brought Mikey to that course, he's going to have to pay a hundred and something dollars where you and I are going to pay on the Saturday, a little bit discounted rate as residents. But like, I, I would feel bad bringing you to that course right now, Mikey. Um, yeah when it would be because it's not that $150 should get you so much more yeah, oh, yeah. and then been out there was a little more than that back then too yeah, yeah. oh and, it's way more than that and, yeah. and if you're out of state if you're out of state it's like 230 240 dollars to go play it's crazy I would be pissed if I played that course and and that was what I got exactly what were you what were your quarrels Randy same things so, I outlined pr- pr- pretty much the exact same thing the grass growing the fair or grass growing in the uh in the bunkers is inexcusable they, they clearly don't go to each green at the end of the day or the beginning of the day and fix the pitch marks. Um, the dead spots in the fairways, everything else is pretty good in terms of like tee boxes. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the rough and everything like that. Uh, the, but to, to not have working ball washers is kind of like a given, like you should just, you should have that. I thought that was um, absurd. And then to have the starter that was there that day, they started us off on 10. No one in the in the clubhouse told us to start off that we're starting off on 10, which is no big deal. That's no big deal. But the reaction from the starter, um, like we were just complete buffoons to walk up to one. Uh, to think I'll, that we we're supposed to tee off on the first hole. How dare we? <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was just it was a just a culmination of things to get, you know, kind of rubbed the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, the marshals out there weren't doing doing their jobs either, and it, it just seemed like it kind of it just didn't have the same vibe as it did a few years ago. Like it it's was a tightly you, run ship, bro. It's not what you expect from a course that puts the the PGA, the the beloved PGA logo and the TPC mantra on it. Um, yeah. If that's how if that's how TPCs are elsewhere, then I'm I'm straight. I'm gonna go yeah. to a private club um, yeah. or somewhere else. <laughs> What do you got, Mikey? Downs. I'm down on my short game right now. It's kind of been mm-hmm. bugging me. Uh, typically, one of my stronger points. I uh, just haven't been able to get up and down from freaking good spots, bad spots, you name it. So, a little down on my short game. And then just one personal thing. My 
grandmother's not doing the greatest right now. So just sending prayers out to my Nona in Bakersfield because uh, my sure. dad's mom. So a little down on that. Got to see her on Monday on my way home. So I uh, at least got to spend some time with her. So that was nice. Yeah. Well, prayers glad you got her, to man. see her, bro. That, yeah, that's definitely. A, a very valuable experience. What's uh, What do you got for up? Ups? Uh, game's coming along great. I'm stoked about that. So starting How the to, lessons been working for you? Been good. Been, uh, you know, had my lesson just the one right before. And now I just kind of take that and start working on some things. Uh, Wednesdays, I've been playing in a nice league over at Sunnyside. I uh, played last week. We battled me and my teammate. We ended up losing on the uh, ninth hole. It's a little nine hole match. So coming along good. Practice is coming good. I feel a lot more confident. My consistency is coming back with pretty much all my clubs, but my short game right now, putter's been good, but yeah, feeling, feeling up on kind of where my game is headed outside of the short game. So that's good. And then just uh, another up was spending a nice weekend in Santa Barbara celebrating uh, my birthday, my brother-in-law's birthday over the weekend. So played sandpiper over there and spent four days with, you know, my uh, sister and her family. And then my parents were there too. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of ups coming off the weekend. Dude, my happy bad. birthday to I, you I, and Martin, bro. Yeah, happy birthday. I, I had it on my calendar here on the 10th. Happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh I'll go, I'll go, Mooney. Then you could you could you could wrap us up with your ups. How about that? All right. Let's roll. Um for for my ups, uh, I'm just overall happy to be playing um golf a lot more. And uh I, ha- I have an opportunity to play with my pops here on Friday in a tournament. So really looking forward to that. In the oh, last yeah. month, I will have gotten to play in tournaments with my three favorite guys, uh, Mikey, my pops, and then you, Mooney, here at the end of July. So I'm, that's enough Hell for me. Yeah. So really In no excited. particular order. In no particular order. And uh, just super excited about that. Mooney? Um, all right. Uh, my first up, I got to go to uh, a little bit out of the golf realm. And uh, my beloved San Jose Sharks, big ups to – a to them for last week for hiring the first Afro-American GM, a former Sharks player. And then um, a, a good ups and a best wishes to one of my favorite Sharks, San Jose Sharks, Brent Burns, the Wookiee, one of the best guys, uh, that I, most fun defenders I've ever watched play. I'm glad the Sharks did him right and sent him to a contender. And we got to embrace the rebuild. Uh, those are my non-golf ups. And then my golf up is uh, – our round last week at Harding, we ripped it on the down, but dude, that was, that was hella fun. We got to play with a young high school player, high school oh, yeah. female player um, on the first nine. And she was awesome. She was great. She, she had a blast and she ended up birdieing uh, 18, which was nine for us. And then uh, the young stick that we played with our boy, dude, uh, that Laquan, kid was I believe good. his name was, he was incredible but like all in all, dude, you know, we, we got into the heated argument over, you know, live golf and all this stuff. And it was just refreshing to see two young people, young high schoolers out there playing with us and having a good time. And dude, that I, I don't know. I just felt good. It makes me feel so old and like old and coachy saying this, but it was like good to see just some youngsters out there having fun and, and, and it, it, dude, I had a blast with him. Uh, yeah. and that young fella, my God, he was good, bro. He's uh, good. Kid, yeah. I think he must have shot two or three over with when we joined him. He hit, he hit a, he hit like a 180 yard 
shot out of a, a fairway bunker to like three feet on that 11th hole and i was yeah sure, on the second hole and i was like oh my god like that's Dude, his his swing was so pure that young Unreal. that youngster that youngster was was great um and the young lady the young lady that played with us too i know they i know both their names i'm not gonna name them um for the millions and millions of listeners uh <laughs> can't can't dox them like that but dude it was very refreshing to see some cool young people playing golf having a good time and like just out there I, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed that awesome great shit you guys uh had a really good time tonight um we'll be back next week to recap the 150th opening championship uh, it's probably going to be exciting it's probably gonna be a lot to unpack thanks mikey for joining us Mooney, as always, thank you. Love you guys. Um, Until next week, see you then. Let's go. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to recap the 150th Open Championship and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf. And visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.